Hello and welcome to the Three Guys Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Dixon. And we just sat through a film that some would call, uh, not inspirational, but important to film history. Controversial and frightening in its own unique way. We just sat down and watched 1932's Freaks. If you have any idea what this film is, well... You should applaud yourself. That's very impressive. (laughs) That is very impressive, today's day and age. But for those who don't know... This is it's a film from 1932 in an era before films were primarily regulated by rules such as censorship. Censorship basically didn't exist back then, at least not the same way it does now. So this film is unlike anything you've ever seen before unless you happen to watch films primarily from that era. Before we get into it, we'll just say this right off the bat. We don't mean to be any defensive to dwarves, to little people, to people with physical deformities of any way, shape, or form. But that's the focus point of the movie. Yeah, like, it, it's it's unavoidable, and we're going to be as politically correct well, as we can as we can try. I don't... That wasn't, that wasn't grammatically correct, but... Uh, politically correct, is, it, that, that works for me. So just forewarned, we don't mean to offend anybody. We'll probably accidentally reuse the wrong terms just because our minds haven't been bleached with political correctness. And we're not aware of what to call certain things, like... Yeah. So we're probably going to offend everybody. So you have been warned, and I'm sorry for that. I apologize. These guys might apologize. We apologize. Uh, we don't need to if offend you take, anyone. If you take serious offense, I, I apologize. Okay. But once again, with this warning, if you will take offense, don't watch it. You're talking about the, the movie or our podcast? <laughs> both. Okay. Well, both, yeah. Now, for those who are watching the podcast on YouTube, you've already seen the poster. For those who are listening to the podcast, uh, the selling point of the poster, the first thing you read right at the top, can a full-grown woman truly love a midget? I love that line because it, it, it's perfect for the 30s. Completely incorrect to say now, but back then it was it was okay. That just, it well, makes... that was still a time when circus freaks were still a big thing. It was still totally allowed. I mean, it's so exploitive. Like, this is an exploitation movie prop. Well, it Nowadays, has an exploitation feel. This is the prototype ex- exploitation film. But it doesn't, I don't think it exploits the circus. Like, it doesn't they're exploit all portrayed them. well. It doesn't exploit some of them, but the camera lingers on a few of them because they're deformed. Well, yeah. Particularly yeah, the pinheads. Which I, I don't did, know what the, the correct term is for that, but yeah, the pinheads. The people and the yeah. primordial, the primordial dwarfs—they're not midgets, but they are midgets. But they got that look to them. You know, like we've all seen primordial dwarfism, right? Possibly. Like, uh, like not at all. Or do you mean that one that was acting like a bird there? Yeah, kind of like that's that. Oh, look. like that uh, chicken bird head. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, the one with the little top knot—that's primordial dwarfism. Oh, okay. Okay, so they're smaller than okay. Trying to think of where to go from here. Well, I guess the plot. To put the, the plot of this film in summation, I mean, we follow a circus through about an hour, as this film has been cut down from, I think it was a 90-minute length initially, to about 64 minutes. Yeah. I think Something it's a, like that. Yeah, it was 64 minutes for the cut we watched. There is a 90-minute original cut, but it's too hard to find, I'd argue. I don't think it exists anymore. I think it's been lost. Possibly. Well, probably. Again, that's just age. The primary story comes from a... I'm sorry. A it's dwar- basically a false love story. It's a false love story. It's, it's, this is less of a horror film, more of a drama, 
Except near the end. That kind of gets... It does get terrifying at the end. Or a slice of life film. You get to see kind of like... These... Uh, this is, that's not very, slice of life, but... That's, it's very soapy. It's very like soap, like like TV soap stuff, you know? Yeah. But we get to see like these people are living. Yeah. It focuses around a, a dwarf uh, whose name escapes Hans. me. It was Hans. He has a very thick accent. A lot of these people do as they were actual German sideshow performers. Who falls in love with a normal-sized woman who is marrying him for the huge amount of money he somehow has. Well, he, the, They say inheritance, but... Well, in the beginning there, they imply he was a Russian prince. Or not Russian. A German prince or something. Yeah, a prince. Yeah. They just call him a prince, at least. I don't remember yeah. which one. But, yes, he has an absorbent amount of money, and the the hoe of the show... The hoe of the... Her, Cleopatra. The, Cleopatra wishes to marry him for the money, especially once he realizes how much he actually has. Yeah, because his ex fiance kind of blurted it out. He was yeah. wed to... He was to be wed... Engaged. To, engaged, to be wed. That's the point of the term. To a, a dwarf woman whose accent is even thicker than his. Yeah. But he falls in love with a normal-sized woman, and then she tries to kill him on their wedding night, and... When you break that main plot down, it's maybe a no. The story is act, like can be very summed up. Yeah, but the movie's still done in a way where you still want to watch the entire thing. You don't want to, you know, you can't just well, I'm going to skip this, come back later. It's kind of like no, you know, pause it and wait. It, it goes through like the like the doings of this of this circus and the different members of it, and just kind of showing them what they're doing and. You see them in, in the background and talking, and it's... Yeah, just people interacting, and... It portrays them in a good light, too. To be fair, yes. They seem like very yeah. nice people. Uh, well, okay, it, it portrays some of them like nice people. Well, Not all Well, to be fair, the, they're, the, they're the, all portrayed nice in the beginning. The freaks. But, but even then, in the beginning there, it says, you know, you mess with one, you mess with all. That's it's true. It's a very collective family. The freaks code. The freak code. Um, yeah. It's a tale of segregation. Uh, there's two types of people in the circus, and these are circus people judging each other. There's the people who look normal, and then there's everyone else. Either there way, are a few people horrible. that are okay with it. Um, the clown. The clown. Yeah, the clown, Frozo, and uh, the strongman's ex-Venus. Uh, kind of like a subplot. There's, yeah. there's some subplot stuff here and there, but primarily all the subplots are about romance in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, well, like these basically... Siamese twins... Who marry two different men. They have a joke about, well, you should come and visit sometime. It's like, well, you should come visit sometime as well. And you're just like, are they being serious? Like, they know, they obviously know that's not possible. Yeah. This is really weird. I don't know. I actually, I like that character because they, but they make that joke twice. I think that only works once. Yeah. Mm. The one twin is being forced to stay by her husband because it's the 30s. And the other one's just like, no, I have to go somewhere. And you did this really well, so I'm gonna try to get you to do it again. The, the stutter speak, the guy says, because the guy's gonna stutter. Oh yeah, yeah. apparently yeah. that's what makes him a freak. He dresses up like a woman, but he keeps using that joke where it's just like, "Oh, that's always your alibi." Yes, <laughs> kind of like a kind of like Porky Pig. Going on about it, as as I sort of mentioned earlier, all the freaks, and I use that in quotations, though you can't see it, they are in fact real sideshow performers. The whole lot of them. So everyone you see in this thing is not an effect. Except for one, and that's maybe. Which one? The one they reveal at the end. Oh, that's an effect, yeah. I would suspect that's an effect. But the rest of them are real, including, you know, the guy who walks in his hands, who gets, who's, he's like a half man. He's a half man. He's literally, I get the. Arms and everything above the waist. Yeah, stomach and up, that's all he is. And he's fast on this yeah, beat, actually. For a guy with no legs, he's incredibly fast. 
Yeah, like, he, wears, sure. like, he wears gloves on his hands. It's just like, yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't want to you know, touch everything on the ground. And he, he books it, man. He's, he's... There's like two scenes they show him, basic, well, quote-unquote, running. And, man, he goes fast. <laughs> That's probably his trick, that he's fast. Gotta go fast. The pinheads, mm. the dwarfs, the uh, the guy with no arms or legs that lights a cigarette. He takes a ma- he takes a match out of a matchbox, lights it like and lights a cigarette. Yeah, and it's, smokes it. It's impressive to see. It really is. I'm trying to think of who else is there. Bearded lady, half man, half woman. There's the thin man. Yeah, the like skeleton the, the, the skeleton man. There's the uh, no armed lady. Yeah, that uses her feet to do everything. Yeah, it's actually kind of exceptional to see these things again. They're performers, so obviously they've learned a way to do this over years of practice. But it's still impressive to watch these people do these things without any real... Uh, the woman eating with her feet, that was that was both awe-inspiring and a little gross. Yeah. Like, again, it's, uh, there's absolutely no tact in what I just said, but it's awe-inspiring. It's like, oh yeah, you, you, good for you, you learned to do that, but like that's, I don't want your feet on my you table. Know, that's how they pill this movie, because I mean, we don't have... I mean, as of 2013, I don't think it's going to come back into Vogue. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, freak shows. We don't have freak shows. and They might oh. still have them somewhere in the world, but not in the of Russia. It. Possibly in Russia. I don't I'd even bu- think they'd have it there. I'd buy it in Russia or Germany. Some weird Eastern no. European country. Maybe. They're, get they're it's... very modern age. It almost had to be third world country. Some of those are third world countries. Parts of Russia basically are. Basically. They have drugs that turn you. They have, they have drugs that turn you into like zombies. So why not? Oh God, crocodile! We're not gonna get into gator or into, into crocodile, but no, it, it's that makes this movie interesting. It's just seeing these people on film. Yes, for the most part, it is. It's, it's very cool to see. Though the film does linger on a couple ones that it will know get reaction. Hence, where the exploitation comes from, like um, the the I, I didn't know that was the term for these people. I always just called them shrunken heads. Primordial dwarves. Uh, no, the uh, pinheads. Oh, the, oh. yeah, the pinheads. Yeah. The one that's uh, got like more of an like upper jaw. Uh, it looks looks cartoony almost. It's, very. it's the easy way to describe it. It lingers on her a lot when I only think they do that because she'll get a reaction from the crowd. Yeah, well, probably. Because like, I mean, even like even with some of them, like midgets. I mean, I don't want to say they're common, but. They're much more common than the pinheads. And the half man, well, he's, if you don't, if he sits behind a fence, he looks like a normal person. So you don't really think much on that. And they really don't show the skeleton man very much, do they? No, he, he gets one scene where he comes around really with cigars because um, he's just had a kid. Or his, his wife, the bearded lady, has just had a kid. Yeah. And before that, you not really sure if it's him or not, but uh, in the beginning when uh, that... Uh, I don't know if she's a caretaker or mother, or I think it's the mother of the uh, uh, she's, a, she's a caretaker, I think. Either way. For a certain game, she... Yeah. Either way, it takes him out to... Uh, I guess it's like a property nearby, and you see him laying on the ground there, and that's only really the time you see him, those two scenes. Yeah. yeah. He's primarily a background character. But uh, just look. I'm just looking at some of the stuff here on the Wikipedia for this. Reliable source, but if this is true, and I believe this because I've heard of this guy's name before, actually, uh, Todd Browning. He used to be a big name in Hollywood um, back in the 30s. He did, I think it was Dracula. Uh, he worked with the, uh, he directed Bela Lugosi in Dracula, working yeah, with Lon so. Chaney. Uh, apparently, this film essentially tanked his career because it was hugely controversial back in the day and was, despite being cut extensively, still negatively received by audiences and critics even at the time. And the reason he chose to make this, like he went through extensive work 
He actually did pick like real side sh- like real people with physical deformities for the sideshow freaks. Uh, he went through like as opposed to doing prosthetics, which if I'm in Hollywood, that's where I would have gone. But he went with that because apparently he actually grew up in a circus. Like, as a child, he practiced the traveling circus. Mm-hmm. And this was made in the 30s as like 19, I guess 19 like 20, 1910 late. Mm-hmm. That's just imagine what they were like back then. The film only now they call it a horror film. Mostly because it gets it goes for the shock reactions again of the freaks because they're de- they're deformed. Yeah. However, the film does actually get scary at the end. Yeah. They got the thunder and lightning going on. It's actually quite exciting and. Though not to go too much into the film's plot because again it's it's sixty minutes. If you're even remotely interested, it, it doesn't. It's not. How hard was it for you to find? Not very hard. Like I downloaded it, but I'm sh- I'm. I'm sure it's on YouTube, and I know it's been on TV. Every time I go to my one friend's place, it seems to always be on the TV. <laughs> like, I don't know what channel it's on. Maybe it's just maybe he 24-7. Ha- maybe he has it, and he's just playing it whenever you No, no, it. no. He, he, well, I don't think so, but it's, You're it's, not it's sure. on TV. Okay. I think it's on History or, or Turner Classic Movies or something. Probably Turner Classic. Or I could, see I could see it being on Turner Classic Movies. I had it's, a it's, not hard, it's not hard to track down these days. It's, no, it's not hard at all. Because it's no longer... It's been taken out of the vault. It's not banned anymore. It's it's lost its offensive edge, I think. I think that's simply because of age and how we look at people so differently now than they did back then. Well, that and movies nowadays are pretty loose with things, I mean. But they still have the uh, stronger... Uh, stronger... And, like, the MPA rating, so... But they... they Like, it's kind of getting... Part of the, they, they're finding ways to circumvent it. They are funny. Yeah. They look at it. how many action movies are. A lot of action movies these days are rated like PG thirteen. You don't get the rated R ones like from the eighties, but they seem more no. violent and more gratuitous. Oh, they seem pretty bad. I think that's just the, that's the kind of argument you can make for. I don't. Um, what's the term for it? Uh, just cultural acceptance. Times times are changing, and yeah. what was offensive one generation is simply not for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I'm not qualified to talk about that any further than that, really. Yeah. Because anything else is just conjecture on my part. But this this is a good movie. Like, even uh, even if you've seen, like, older movies and you're like, oh, well, they seem so different. This one is actually, the way it's shot, it's pretty. It's, it's actually always keeps you kind of interested. It's, it doesn't really lull a whole lot. There's not yeah. a lot of, like, really slow parts. No, well, not really. It, it moves at a nice the pace. The camera work is pretty good, too. Like, there's just some nice pans in there and... Some, I was nice, looking, some good editing like it's actually it, it holds up really well I think it does surprisingly again just because based solely on its age because this is that's what he says 1932 this movie's like 80 years old it's like yeah it's over like, 80 years old it's almost it's 81 years old yeah it's coming very close to almost 100 years old wow just just thinking about that it's just <laughs> whoa and the acting isn't bad it's, it's it's the 1930s so it's I think for then you know what I'd say it's actually miraculous the only that thing that's kind of weak is is two of the main uh, Hans and I think old guy I think her name like was like Frida. Oh, the other his ex. His 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 fiance. Oh. Because their first language isn't English, some of their dialogue is a little sometimes hard to follow. Like that, that could also be just the, uh, the the audio quality of the film. I don't I, I don't know. Well, if no, their there. accents do make it do make it a little difficult because well, like you're saying, it's it's most likely not their first language, so it's hard to emote. Exactly what you mean in a different language? Yeah, and they're not—they're not really actors either. I mean, they—they are performers, though. Yeah, that does help this movie that probably all these people are performers. Certain shows get uh, different type of actions, so it doesn't mean you can do very emotional. They like, did good. 
It's not like actors in old movies that went from the 20s to the 30s where they started to have to talk, where they never had to do that before. You know, this is like, these people had, like, obviously talked and interacted with the audience and everything. Oh, like, yeah. the side, so they knew kind of how to perform. Even, the, like, the strong man was pretty good, and, and like, the, the villain who's obviously evil. Like, she's obviously, like... She's cartoonishly evil. Like, Cleopatra evil. is obviously evil. She, she's cartoonishly evil. Uh, maybe that's just, maybe that's just, again, standards... It fits things. for the movie, though. It does fit for the movie, yeah. but... It's, it's not like... Oh, damn, is, is she... She is mean-spirited and... Oh, it's... Wow, it's... Especially near the end, holy smokes. It, it blows my mind to think that... Um, People acted like that? Yeah, it really does. Again, that's just, I think, shock of, of different of the different times. Yeah. So, we were doing this for October, like, for Halloween, but is this a... Uh, is this a horror movie? Back then, yes. Nowadays, not really. I, I don't see this scaring anyone, really. Unless you're um, very close-minded. Or you're really young, maybe. Like, maybe if you're a kid, it'd be kind of... That, that, yeah. that could do something to you if, if you're really young or a kid. Uh, but to call it a horror film now, no. It's, 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 it's exploitation, yeah. I think, but... Horror, no. But how how scary is the original? It has is Nosferatu. <laughs> that's a good point. That's that's creepy for different reasons. I think it's creepy, yeah. and you could say this at points is more creepy and disturbing than, than scary. A midget with a switchblade and a luger—that's kind of scary. Yeah. Well, well midget with a switchblade and a half man with a luger—that's kind of scary. Yeah, that, it's it's a great scene towards the end of the movie. It's all just, it is. Yeah, that that final act is actually really good. It's disappointing yeah. that uh, those. To see, like, it would probably be even more terrifying if we actually had those two scenes. Yeah, like, the that would make the cut longer. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. like, if there's a whole half hour of footage that was cut. It makes you wonder what else was in there. Yeah. Uh, probably, like, if, if, if probably this was cut down to make it tamer, then it was probably a lot more. Uh, well, you were saying, like, uh, like the strong man there gets castrated or something like that, didn't you? Yeah, I, I believe and, that happens in the film. And you see what you'll see at the end of the movie what happens to uh, Cleopatra, but that scene I w- I would like to really see what happens there. Uh, I don't I don't know if I can. Uh, um, I think it's better to see the after effect than to see what actually happened to her. I think it just works better seeing what happened to her as opposed to uh, how it happens. Yeah, I think just seeing that it's. Uh, for all we know, I, I, I would have chalked it up to Gypsy Magic. I think the explanation would have been fine. No, no, I hate okay. that explanation. Like, it's not a good explanation, no, but... It probably I, wasn't... It probably wouldn't have been that good to watch, knowing the effects back then. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, the, the effects eff- probably would have been terrible, because it would have looked like, oh, look, really a chunk of styrofoam falling on her hand, and, oh, that's, like, terrible lightning, and, and oh, look, that tar is fucking runnier than water, and... <laughs> but I... I it's a, it would not be a horror movie. No, this is not a horror no. movie. It's creepy, it's unsettling, and it's a little sad. It, it's it a, is. It's, it, it's a very... It's an all-over-the-place drama, I think, is where it comes to at this point. But, but it's still beautifully made, though. Yeah, it's... Considering... It's, there was a lot of heart put into this, I think. Yeah. It, it was. Like, you could, again, tell that uh, Todd Browning... Uh, you could tell that he clearly... Like, this was something that he felt very passionate about, considering that it was essentially part of his history. I can certainly see that. I can see why this film is considered so culturally relevant... Yeah, absolutely. I don't Cut know that it, history. I don't know that it's a uh, deserves being uh, in the top one hundreds on AFI for just about everything. Uh, hundred movies, hundred films, movie quotes, 
Although that gobble gobble one of we accept her the one of us scene at the wedding is pretty. Uh... That actually does have a huge significant influence, considering how we've taken part of that and it's still commonly used today. That is even if it's just one of us. It, it, it's fascinating to think that that's technically speaking where its origins come from. Potentially, it probably might even be older than that for all yeah. we know. Yeah, but no, like I've I've heard that phrase in other movies, the Google gobble one of us. And is it Google? It's, it's gobble gobble. Is it gobble gobble? Mm-hmm. That's what the quote has. Oh, how we, how we we're, we'll rate this because that's what we do. And... <laughs> this one is a tougher one to rate, I think. Um, if you have a rating, feel free to go first because I don't know that I got anything for this one. Mm. Anybody go first. You know, you are right. It is difficult, but honestly, I'd almost have to say eight. It's really well done. Hmm. And you know what? I think I think everyone should watch this. I definitely think it's something that should be seen by... I don't want to say this like this. It should be seen by more people because it's artsy. Quote, unquote. That's too hipster, man. Too hipster. Way too hipster. I feel bad doing <laughs> but, that. Well, I understand what you're saying. So, yeah. So, Ben, what are you going to give it? Eight switchblades. Out of ten? Uh, out of ten. Uh, do, you, do you have something, Dixon? You want me to go next? Yeah, yeah. I was the one that suggested this movie. I mean, I, I've seen parts of it before. I've heard of it. I actually kind of have an interest in like, like freak shows and circus freaks and in carnivals and circuses. I don't know why. Maybe because I don't know why I do. Something about it fascinates me. As a kid, I saw all kinds of shows on it. This it's going to sound bad, no matter how I say this, but you could certainly argue, I think, that the freak show or the sideshow, whatever you want to call it, is something of a lost art form. And I put that in quotation again because I think it's certainly something that's been taken out for possibly the wrong reasons but maybe for the right re- it, it, it's you know what i mean I'll no no it, it, you can't you can't do it anymore and there's good reasons why like a lot of these people were they were basically owned by the circuses but they were kept care of because otherwise they would have just been like abandoned or something a lot of these people yeah but once again though like they were belittled and oh people like probably called like i'm sure called them names and abused them oh I, i'm i'm sure but something about it is fascinating and this movie is fascinating, and I mean, it. this cut, the one that you're going to find is only an hour long, and you could watch an hour of Toddlers and Tiaras, and that, that'd be much less horrifying yeah. than this, and much less That would certainly hurt enlightening. you less. This would certainly hurt you less. And this is much more interesting and artfully done. And just for that, like, I'd have to give it an 8. Okay. Garden hedge trimming gloves out of, out of 10. <laughs> hedge trimming gloves? I don't know what, Freddy Krueger hands? I don't know. For me, it's, it's, it's one of those films that is just, I did not know what to expect going in. I've, I've heard of this film. This is one of those films that gets, that you just kind of hear about you. When you hear about it, it has this reputation to it. I liked it. I don't think it's eight-worthy, though, just because it doesn't... No. It, it's, it's close. I'm, uh, I'd have to give it... Half I'm, rating. I'm not giving it a half rating. I, <laughs> I, won't, I don't work on your standards. Good I'm standards. just trying to think of what horror motif, motif that hasn't been used. Oh, well, this one's easy because we haven't used it yet. Seven, it, it's a seven for me, seven hockey masks out of ten. Classic. It, it's very good. It's a lot better than I thought it would be. Hockey mask relevant. I mean, I, we all saw Freddy Goes to Hell and when he grabs that hockey mask at the end. Very relevant to horror movies. Oh, whatever. And, and I guess that other guy. That was other. it Michael Myers? Michael Myers never used the hockey. Pinhead. Uh, no. Only Jason. Every- it, it, was, it was iconic yeah. for Jason. The, the Green Ranger? <laughs> Green Ranger. Uh, the guy from Ninja Turtles. Which one? Oh, Casey Jones. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he did that first, right? 
No, Jason was first. Well, I don't know. I don't know enough about Turtle Sisters to know when that was done. We have to look that up for another time. <laughs> for another time. Seven hockey masks out of ten. It's really good. I get why it's influential. I get why it's it's on so many. It's because of why it was controversial and how it was so um, important to people. I actually understand how this film disappeared for a while because it was so offensive and you know. And then it would come back years later as being sort of counterculture. I could sort of see Definitely. how that was. Yeah, uh, it's I, it's really good. I, I appreciate, it, but it's, it's just not an eight for me. It comes real close to it, a seven. So. It's still good. That's a fair rate. Yeah, it gets very good. And so let's see. That was about. I think we spent enough time talking and using uh, offensive terms. I, I think, think we're done offending people for now. I don't think we offended anybody. Yeah. Possibly, possibly not. Who knows. In any event, this is the Three Gods Podcast signing out. Good night, folks. Later. Bye.